Welcome to Leading Worship. Uh, I'm Nick Edgemoody. I'm here with Andy Chrisman. Andy, how you doing today? What's up? What's up, Nick? Good to be Thanks with for you being again. here, man. We uh, this week's episode, we are just going to dive straight in uh, to this topic. Um, obviously, this is the the title of this podcast is Leading Worship, but today's topic is going to be lyrics. We're going to talk a little bit about lyrics and um, really kind of the role of lyrics and how the importance of lyrics. And so, um, you know, as we think about worship leaders putting together set lists and pouring through songs and selecting songs week in, week out, um, you know, it's I think it's more than just what sounds good sonically. Right. It's more than just what what songs might fit together and create a good transition moment. But really, like what story are we telling week in, week out? And what where are we leading people with the lyrics of the songs? Uh, You want to tee this up and talk a little bit about this and maybe your process for thinking through it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Man, I wish you had. Uh, picked a topic that I was actually uh, passionate about. <laughs> no, I'm really passionate. I'm actually really passionate about this. Uh, I think that that's man. There's so much worship music being written, and a lot of really great worship music being written. Uh, but it also, I think, because there's so much out there, um, so many, so many albums, so many, man, it's just it's endless. And I do I do a radio show every week that features. Yeah worship music and new new and modern worship music and just for me to find to weed through everything that's out there is incredible and i think that that in the 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 sheer volume of of worship songs that are out there i think that that sometimes the lyrical content gets a little Mm -hmm. watered down i think songs are being written so Mm -hmm. fast and there's a lot of really great things out there. So yeah, I'm, I'm really particular about the words that I sing. And of course I'm, I'm 56 <laughs> years old. So I've had a lot of, a lot of songs come through my memory banks and through my head. And, and honestly, Nick, there are a lot of songs that I just say, I'm not mm. going to sing that. I don't like either whether it's this stage of my life or whether it's where I am in my theology yeah. or just the season that my church is in that I'm leading mm-hmm. at the time. So there are there are there are several filters that I use when it comes to choosing songs lyrically, and of course we're all looking for mm-hmm. the best songs, right? We're looking for the perfect song that has the right melody, with the mm-hmm. right sound, mm-hmm. and the right lyrics, right? And so many times we 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 settle for something that just sounds good, or is popular, or is by our favorite mm-hmm. artists, and we just continue to roll those songs out over and over again without really stopping and reading through the lyrics, checking them against our theology, what we know to be true, yeah. what the Bible says. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think one of the problems is, is because so many worship leaders and worship pastors don't know the Bible. Yeah. They're, they're, they haven't taken the time to enrich their theology. I, I never went to seminary. I didn't go to, I didn't go to, uh, like a Bible, like a Bible, Bible school, school like a, yeah, Bible or theology yeah. degree. No, uh-uh. so I, I'm kind of late getting on this train. I mean, I, I they were back in the day. I would have sung anything yeah. in front of me, but the more I study, the more I grow, the more I'm just like, man, I, our congregation doesn't need to be singing yeah. that right now. So that, that's a that's a long preface to say, yeah, I do have a filter. I, I have I have one major filter that I put every song through, and 
bear with me in this, but it's the Lord's Prayer. It's good. So uh, I think that's one of the greatest songs ever written. I, I think there's a lot of evidence that Jesus actually sang that song to his disciples. That was a, a way of teaching that the rabbi, rabbis would teach and to, to give them something important that he wants them to remember every day would be uh, very advantageous to put it in a song mm -hmm. form. And it reads like a song, yeah. doesn't it? If, with with the, the way the lyrics are in that in that passage. But I heard somebody say this the other day um, that you can boil down the Lord's Prayer to four thoughts. God is great, but we're not. Then mm -hmm. Jesus and on this, we can agree that God is great. So it's kind of a bookend of the greatness yeah. of God with our humanity and the story of Jesus in between. So when I look at putting a worship set together, I'm thinking about what story are we telling? What's the narrative? Are all of the songs about what we want God to do for yeah. us? Um, you know, is it, are they love songs <laughs> to God? Are they love songs to Jesus? Do we even speak the name of Jesus wow. in these songs? We have, for the most part, most churches have 20 to 30 mm -hmm. minutes to to put this music in front of their congregation yeah. so that it encourages them and helps them focus their yeah. eyes on the throne room of God to be reminded of how much Jesus loves them. And if we waste our time, mm -hmm. again, we're not wasting our time when we're sure. gathering in worship, but if we want to make the most yeah. of our time in worship, we have to understand what we're actually yeah. saying. And... Uh, when I work with when I work with my church in Tulsa, or when I work with other churches across the country to help them develop an, a system for putting a worship service together, I'm just like, man, if we can just if this can just be our our base, is this is where yeah. we start? Is that we always start with lyrics that glorify and 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 tell about the greatness? Yeah, it's of our so God. good. And then it's and that's totally fine to sing a song about. Yeah. our need and what we need from God and what God's going to do for mm -hmm. us. But we can't keep our eyes on mm -hmm. us. That's not what yeah. worship is about. Worship is not about looking inward. It's about looking yeah. out and seeing the salvation of the Lord. And then to be able to sing a song or two about the journey of Jesus and what he did on the cross and what he taught us. And, and even if, if it's scriptural lyrics, yeah. even better. Yes. And then to wrap everything up, wrap everything up with who mm -hmm. God is. So on this, we can agree. Amen. Yeah. Amen song of this is who we are in Christ. And this is how we're going to uh, how we're going to move forward together mm -hmm. as a body. Yeah, believer. that's so good. Uh, I love and this might be a good practice if you're listening as a worship leader or worship pastor or worship team um, thinking through how can you communicate the story of your set without singing it. Right. So at I want to challenge you to, to think through that and talk through to your team about that. In other words, I'm going to give you an example of a sample set and, and how I would talk my team through that. So let's let's say that you started when you're just going to do a three song set started with never going to stop okay. singing in the key of F. So higher, higher, lifting up the name of Jesus, praising God. It, God is great. The second song, let's do um, Oh, Praise the Name. Or let's do resurrecting. So we have a different artist. <laughs> so re resurrecting okay. the elevation worship. Uh, that is a song all about the cross, the finished work of Jesus. So we're introducing Jesus. We're singing the gospel story um, there. And then let's say you ended with a song like Fresh Wind. Uh, fresh wind, fresh wind is all about same key, same key, right? So you, so you got a smooth transition there from C to C, 
but you're talking, you're moving from the finished work of the cross to man, God, pour your spirit out. It's, it's equipping, it's empowering, it's moving people uh, into this place of putting themselves into the today's story, right? God, God has equipped me. I'm more right. than an overcomer because of the song we just sang about, because of the resurrection power of Jesus. Now the Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us with fresh wind. So I, I I love to kind of sit with our team and explain the why, like, hey, this is the journey we're going to lead people on. Let's acknowledge God. Let's yeah. lift him up. Let's yeah. acknowledge Jesus. And then let's also acknowledge the Holy Spirit. So we're recognizing Trinity in our set. And we're recognizing that theme there. And and I think a lot of times if you're able to do that, uh, it'll stop you from realizing, man, we just killed Jesus three times in this set. <laughs> or, or, you know, whatever that is. Because, I mean, I've been guilty yeah. of it. Like, yeah. I, I'm coming to you from a place of like, yeah. why did we just kill? Like, we literally killed Jesus in every song. And while I celebrate the cross, uh, to your point, how are we making the most of our time? And how are we, how are right. we really... Um, encouraging and inspiring people to move beyond just the place of I need help to man, I have hope. And so when we were yeah. able to move people from, I need help to, I have hope we've accomplished like with that to me, that is a win. It's it's one, it's one that. win of, of, of a Sunday or a weekend experience. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, cause we have people coming in our church every week. It's the first time last time or only time in the church yes right and and what are they going to hear they're going to are they going to hear the same thing over and over again <laughs> yeah uh, and even our congregation that comes in right they're beat up from mm -hmm. from the world just beating them up all week long and they need to be refreshed and they need to be reminded yeah. of the story of god yeah. right not just yeah I, I get what you're saying hey can i do one so this is off the top yeah of my go head. so i want to i'm going to put a four song set okay here. hit me Yours is just a, a pre-song set. I'm going to do one better. So I was thinking about this. So what if we did, we start with uh, one of my favorite up-tempo songs is a great way to start a service, Unrivaled okay. by Leland. Mm -hmm. um, and you can find lots of different versions of that um, on different music services. Unrivaled, just it talks about that our God, this is our God. Mm -hmm. He is, our God is unrivaled. There's no one like him. Love and it. I think it's such a great way to, to, sh to put our focus immediately on there's somebody greater than yeah. us that loves yeah. us. Uh, and then song two, maybe promises by that's, that's Maverick. Yeah. City, right. Yep. So yeah. Promises. So this is, this is what God wants to do for us. So we recognize mm -hmm. who God mm -hmm. is. And then in return, we, we see that we didn't die <laughs> when we, when we look upon God, right? Like we would have in the old Testament. Yeah. So we know that he has good, these good things planned for us. And we remind ourselves of the promises, but those promises came at a cost. So maybe next we do, um, um, we do the song, uh, the, the Stuart Townend song in Christ alone. Oh, I love that one. Right? Yeah. And then it's just, that's a journey of right of, of Jesus life yeah. and on the cross and his mm -hmm. resurrection. And, and it, it, it gives us that hymn quality. Yeah. And I love, I love a hymn quality in a service yeah. because it, it talks about, again, it follows that same pattern of God is great. Mm -hmm but we messed up. Right. So look at what Jesus did. And then they always have a heaven verse. So yeah. it's like, this is what's going to happen when Jesus returns yeah. and we all gather together. And I don't think we sing enough about heaven mm. in church. Yeah. And I think because uh, so many worth leaders are young, they're not thinking about death, yeah. you know, or they haven't, mm -hmm. they haven't even lost a grandparent yet. Mm -hmm. I've, I've worked with guys who hadn't lost anybody in their lives. So heaven is not anything that they even right. would consider. Right. But 
you get my age. Yeah. And man, you think about heaven all the time. And then maybe you wrap it up with a, with an amen song, yeah. like uh, cornerstone. Yeah. I know that's, that's, yeah. that may be putting Jesus back on the cross again. No, I love, uh, I love Or that. this I believe yeah. by Hillsong. Yeah, you know? that's great. Uh, we're, we're confessing. This is yeah. what we believe. Uh, the blessing yeah. is a great amen song that we can all come together and say, because of the story we just heard. Yep. Now we can say this together and we can take this with us. Yep. The last song I always feel like is the one people are going to take with them through the week. Yeah. You know, yep. and is it a song of victory and, and here's what God did for us. And, and I can carry this through yes. uh, as, as a little, as a little companion that will encourage me as I go through my weeks. So that, that could be a four song set for you. I could put, man, I could put those together. <laughs> it's so good. And, and if you're listening, I know that you probably have a different process or, you know, maybe, maybe you think through like, man, what is, there's always constraints. So it's interesting to just hear you talk, talk about it, me talk about mine, just compare notes. Uh, just yeah. our process of developing set lists. Um, you know, yeah. And I think I love the word constraint because, um, you know, we want to, we want we always love to say thinking outside the box, but I think that the more constraints we put on something, the more creative we have to get. Absolutely. And if you can, if you can, instead of just saying we can do anything, mm-hmm. I would challenge that and go, no, you can't mm-hmm. do anything. You need to yeah. do what God wants you to do and what God, what God lays out in scripture for the, yeah. the right way to approach him yeah. and put some good hard parameters on that and just go, Hey, let's play in this sandbox. that feels really constrictive, mm-hmm. but let's play by these rules. Yeah. But then let's, let's make the most beautiful product we can yeah. and most engaging product we can within these boundaries. And that's when I think the really good stuff happens. So good. I, and by the way, these are not rules. These are just kind of guidelines. These are best practices. Yeah, so yeah. like, like if you're listening, don't get legalistic <laughs> about putting together a set list. Don't feel like you have to hit all the marks every time. Uh, you know, but I, I do think it's important to think about this. Uh, we're just encouraging you to think about what you're saying. I mean, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 18, that the, the tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat its fruit. And so there's so much power in the spoken word, in the sung word, and it literally has the ability to change the course of somebody's life. And it's one thing to sit in a service and listen to somebody speak. It's another thing to stand in front of a congregation and say, sing this with me. Put these words on your lips and repeat after me. There's weight to it. And that's why it's really important that the words are scriptural, that it is biblical, that the words are true. And um, and I'll, again, I'll give you another example. I'm not, I don't do this all the time, but every once in a while I find a lyric that I'm like, I don't know if it's 100% true for me in this season. And I would have a hard time maybe tweaking it. And I know I'll use one that is um, very popular, actually, Reckless Love. Reckless Love for me, Andy, was one that I had to, um, I tweaked it. So here's my tweak. And, uh, and it's, this was my thing. We tweaked it for our congregation. Uh, but instead of saying, I don't deserve it, I changed that lyric to did not deserve it. Um, and, and the reason I did, I, I literally thought about amazing grace. I once was lost, but now am found. So there's a was and there's an am that represents me as a believer. And so, uh, when I sang reckless love and I said, I didn't deserve it. You know, I didn't earn it. So, so that's, yeah. that was a minor tweak that we made, but th- those are little things that I think like, man, are other people doing this? Are other people looking at lyrics and, and is it true? Is it biblical? Is it, the Bible says we worship in spirit and in truth. 
And so yeah. the truth to me lies in the word. I love what you said earlier about reading the word, because if you're a student of the word, then you become a student of the words that you sing. And you, That's right. and, and you take uh, what you know about the word of God, take the lyrics of the songs. And most songs, if you're singing them on Sunday, um, have been through a filter and there's, there, you know, the churches who are writing and songwriters and, but theology is theology and it, 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 there's a spectrum. <laughs> and, yeah. and so you yeah. really have to make sure that you honor, um, what you believe, that you honor your pastor and your church and, and the theology of the church that you're leading at. Um, and, and that all of those things kind of come into alignment and agreement and, mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't, con- uh, create a, uh, confusion. Right. So I, I'll use one more example. Um, okay. but the, uh, do it again by elevation church. I love that song so much. And when I, when I heard the message about walls of Jericho and I heard the song, I was like, this is amazing. But if I'm a first time guest coming to a church and you're talking about walking around these walls and I have no idea what that story is, I can see how that could be a little bit confusing to a first time guest. And so we typically don't do that song because of that. Or maybe we would take the chorus and maybe the bridge and only do those portions of it, unless we're doing a series on Jericho. (laughs) So, but that's That's just, again, that's just me. I think that's really interesting because that, again, I think that goes back to what I was saying earlier about being, having restrictions put on you, right? Because if you have no restrictions, you'll just do any song that feels right, that you love, that maybe your team loves, and you're not putting it through the filter of, okay, so, people who are far from God, are they going to, are they going to think we're weird singing these lyrics or this, does this push them away instead of draw them in? Mm-hmm. Can I sing my, can I see my senior pastor and his wife singing these lyrics mm-hmm. as we, you know, yeah. as we, as we do these songs, can I see the, can I see the 20 year old out there and the 80 year old out there singing these lyrics at the same time? Right. That You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to yeah. get probably everybody in on every song. Sure. But I think you can you can cut your margins down as much as possible. And I've always acted under the, or made decisions under the idea that I want maximum participation yeah. from everybody in the room as much as possible. You're not gonna get it from everyone, but if I can cut those margins down so that I serve as many people as possible every weekend with the songs that we sing, then and that, that includes how rangy they are, how difficult yeah. they are to sing, how wordy they are. And these are going through my filters now. Right? Yeah, I so love it. I don't really like songs that are super wordy, that are hard mm-hmm. to remember, that they don't, you know, I'm an mm-hmm. 80s guy, so I love repeating <laughs> phrases and yeah. I love hooks, right? You're gonna get yeah. me a great hook that yeah. I can sing over and over again after I hear it the first time. So I, I, I do, I like the restrictions of mm-hmm. of that to say, to, to put your song through as many filters as possible mm-hmm. before you take it onto your stage. Yeah. Because you do, you, you have, like we said earlier, you have 20 to 30 minutes at most churches yeah. and then you're done. And mm-hmm. then you're not going to sing that same group of songs again, probably ever. So mm-hmm. choose wisely. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk about a little bit about maybe the, like understanding, um, the familiarity with the lyrics to your congregation. So like, um, cause I always try to put at least one song in the set, uh, you know, that like, if the, if the projectors went out, yeah, everybody's still singing it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. it could be we like, what, a, what do you call, we call that? that? We call that a home run song. Yeah. What's your, yeah. yeah. So like, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the last song. It could be the second song. I mean, it could be yeah. like, 
you know, great are you, Lord, is one of those that like if <laughs> everything went out, the whole congregations are king of my heart. You are good. You are yeah. good. Well, you know, those yeah. are songs that like if everything goes away, everybody knows it. you can sing yeah. with your eyes closed. Yeah, I um, love that you mentioned uh, uh, Amazing Grace earlier that that yeah. I, I, I tell the team that I work with at Church on the Move in Tulsa, I'm like, man, I don't hear I don't hear that song enough. If there's one song that probably every single person over the age of 30 knows it's right. amazing grace. Mm -hmm. Why aren't we singing a song like that more? I think we should. And you're yeah. right. Songs that are very yeah. repeatable that have been around the block. Sometimes we throw those songs in the do not do we call We used to call them the do not resuscitate <laughs> because they're done. We're never doing a song again. But the reason we did them so many times is because our people knew them by heart. And yeah. I think it's, I think we always have, I like to have a few of those in my back pocket too. I don't know about you. Yes. I like to have a few of those songs when we're in rehearsal just to mm -hmm. go, Hey, you know what? If we, we could have to lengthen this, or if, you know, if it feels right and the I spirit moves, let's go into this because everybody's going to know it. Or you get your song to your set to where you're like, this is a killer set. Like this checks all the boxes. It's going to be amazing. And then you get in rehearsal and you go, Oh no, people aren't going to sing, but they don't know these songs yeah. very well, even right. though we feel like we've done our job. The one thing we left out is that people aren't going to sing and engage as much as we would want right. them to. So let's put them, uh, I've heard somebody even call it a sugar stick. Let's put a sugar stick in there, <laughs> right? That, I love it. That everybody is going to know immediately and go, oh, I yeah. know that song. I can engage right. now. Right. And there may be all that pent up uh, energy mm -hmm. from how beautiful and wonderful the songs were before. And then you get to yeah. that one and you're like, Oh, now I can sing my brains out. Right. So, right. yeah, I, I, I think that's, I think that's a really great, uh, thing to remember is try to have a song in your set every week. That yeah. is a no, that's a no brainer. That's a, that is a sugar stick. That is a, uh, is a home run song to where as soon as the intro starts, you can feel all of your people in the room go, Oh, I love this song. Give us, <laughs> give the people what they want. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yeah. I love it. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. And, and Andy, thank you for this insight. This was, this was really great. I think it's going to help a lot of worship teams and leaders just have that conversation with their team and pour through lyrics, pray over your lyrics, test your lyrics against the word of God. Um, and, and, and let's sing songs that are true and let's bring worship that is in spirit and in truth. Again, this is Leading Worship with Nick and Andy. We're so glad you guys joined us. You can find Andy on the weekends, uh, Worship with Andy Chrisman. Uh, on Sunday mornings, you'll be able to hear worship, fresh worship. Uh, love what you do. Um, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, thanks. You can go to my website, andychrisman.net, and see a list of the 430 stations that we're on around the world. And uh, we do uh, a new show almost every weekend. And it's just, it's just, a, it's a lot of fun. I love finding those great new worship songs that yeah. uh, kind of, again, fit a lot of the, the uh, criteria that we've been talking about today and introducing those to, to churches, churches, worship pastors, congregations around the world. And um, that's just something that I'm really passionate about. And it's, it's a cool thing that God's allowed me to do. Yeah, Bible says sing a new song unto the Lord. And what you're doing with that radius with your show is really helping to, to breathe life into that and, and introduce that. So thank you for what you do there. And uh, this podcast is produced by Yellow Box. Uh, we're a creative agency that is passionate about developing creativity in the local church. Thanks again for joining us. We'll see you next time.